0: The Sustainable Voice, bringing you big successes from small places worldwide. Welcome back to the Sustainable Voice. This is your host, Ashish. I've got a special guest today. Robin, say hi. Hello.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thank you. For so having
0: me. you guys are in for a treat. Robin and I have actually traveled to Colombia together. We're going to be heading to Egypt as well. We started a really cool conversation last week on Robin's podcast that we're gonna carry on here. So Robin, you're actually one of our first uh, guests that have been on the show, but you're more like a co-host. I mean, we've known each other for so long and (laughs) we can talk for hours. Um, Tell tell everybody about your podcast, because I I love being a guest on your podcast and, and we thought it was a great idea to join here, but tell us about the vision for your podcast.
1: Okay so i started a podcast called the intrepid traveler and my idea was to talk to people such as yourself that are on the other side of uh planning travel in in the world of travel and so it's been great because i've been able to introduce my audience to how things work when i plan their travels and who who my favorite uh, partners are to work with, which is obviously why I've had you on the show so many times.
0: (laughs) Well, I I tell everybody this, when we travel together, you know, you're one of the most observant people. So I have to share with all of you, Robin and I were in Columbia together in, in May. And, you know, she picked up on little things. We were talking about the broad strokes of transformation. You know, on our last podcast, in the previous episodes, you guys have heard me talk about the transformation in Colombia, specifically the transformation in Medellin and what that looks like. Robin picked up on something really, really cool, though, that I wanted to share with you. So, you know, why don't we start there, Robin? We were we were specifically in in, in a little location in Medina. You picked up on something when it came to women, when you know, women and travel and women's rights, and in that country. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, what I really noticed with the was that the women in the community where we went and visited it were the glue, absolutely the glue. And they also were revered by the men in the community, which I thought was really refreshing to see both of those things come together. And the people that you introduced us to and that we toured with, talked about them and the effects that they had had on their own lives as far as maybe being raised or them uh, as far as taking care of the children in the community, as far as staying in the communities when they had the opportunities to leave and go places and, you know, presumably quote, quote, maybe better their lives, they chose to stay.
0: And, and, you know, this is so, so amazing because, you know, the previous episodes, I have talked about this with our listeners and talked about Just what you just said, that the people that came here to escape, to came to Comuna 13 and the other communists to escape what was happening in Medellin and, and a larger part of Colombia during the 80s and 90s and now they don't want to leave. And we, when we were there together, and we were looking at the graffiti yard, we looked at how they were taking in Venezuelans and, and their, their, their motto was that you know, they were there for us in our time of need, now it's our time for them. And then we went up into, into the, the, the community, up the steps to visit Tia and her ice cream, and, and of course, we were, we were touring mm-hmm. around there as well. Uh, you noticed, and you said this, right? The women being the glue, the, 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 the kind of the glue that held the community together. Now, I'm the first one to tell you that if you had to pick, women are the smarter of the species. I am the first one to admit it, and it's not because I'm terrified of you, it's because I really, really do mean that. So, 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 you know, when you came through, you were having a conversation actually with a couple of the guides there, the local representatives. Was there any particular topic that came up or anything in specifics that, that, just, that, that you could jog your memory that you, that you remember vividly?
1: Well, I think I remember talking a bit about really their growing up. And you know, I, the thing that struck me um, was the way they so freely and openly talking about, talked about yeah. love and these you know these big burly guys with tattoos everywhere and piercings and all of this stuff that i think that we generally equate with scary (laughs) people (laughs) um you know it's sad but true um you know if if you're doing the judge a book by the cover and you see one of these people you're like "Ah," you know and getting to talk with them and Every one of them mentioned their mother, their grandmother, their sisters, their daughters, their, you know, you can, and, and love, I literally yeah. said love. And, you know, we're always making this, the sign of the heart with their hands and talking about how that has saved their communities. And I know from just listening to them and, and being a woman and having two sons myself that
0: that's where that love came from. Was these women, you know, lives. when we when we talk on this podcast, we, you know, a lot of the a lot of the times and obviously the main focus of, of this entire podcast is about big successes in small places. You can't get more. You can't get smaller than a narrow by in a community outside of a major city you can't get any smaller than that and you know i've been to this place 35 plus times and and every time you see something new and something more endearing every single time something endears you more something gets you just really 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 clued in and that's that's just it's special uh in in terms of it so part of what we you know part part of what what i love traveling about traveling with you is that again you bring a different perspective and, and and you're so observant as I was saying, you know, in terms of things that even I didn't see. So like, for example, you know, and it could be because I'm a guy and it could be because I'm blind or selective vision. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I'll admit to all of that right now.
1: (laughs) Well, that's all right. Just keep taking me with you and then you'll have
0: those superpower
1: um superpowers of observation my
0: superpower is i know (laughs) how woefully inadequate i am at certain things (laughs) so i i I am i am willing to admit that but but you know it 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 actually tells the story what you're talking about tells the story the right way because it talks about the fact that it is it is the glue. you think about this right so uh you know these people moved into this community to escape what was you know a violent past, and they moved this community, and and now that you said they don't want to leave, but it is very much the women that moved them there in the first place to keep their families together. It was very much the women that coped with with keeping their families together when 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 there was either no money or no more food or hardship or whatever the case may be, they still stayed, and that was key, uh, in in, ter- in terms of this. That was the main thing in terms of you know what we do and and how we do so. You know, I noticed that from an early age. I noticed that from just from the earliest times visiting there. And it's not just in Colombia, but other places here. But this community in particular, it was everything from mm-hmm. Tia, right? With her ice cream cones and, and, and the flavors she yeah. was offering in in that ice, that mango and pistachio and what other flavors they had. Yeah. It was the simplest of things, but it was a tradition, yeah. tradition for her. So my question to you is this. How much of what you saw do you think is steeped in tradition? And how much of it do you think is pride? Wow. <laughs> um,
1: hey, hey,
0: by, by the way, listeners, know, I, I watch think... this. She's gonna give one of the most awesome and intelligent answers ever, <laughs> and she's gonna prove how woefully <laughs> inadequate I am right now, watch.
1: <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Um, I think that it was just the the marriage of those two mm-hmm. aspects. Um, and when you said pride, I think a lot of people would immediately, immediately think of pride in terms of somebody who's kind of puffed up, but it's not that. It's a pride in their community and their families and what they've built and being a part of that and living, continuing to live in that because they've been through that dark, Dark time and those difficult times and they've come out the other side and they know in their heart of hearts that they had so much to do with that and they don't want a pat on the back and they don't want a monetary reward for it or anything what they see
0: happening in their community with their families is reward enough see that's pretty powerful uh and by the way which <laughs> flavor was your favorite the ice cream or the ice which flavor was your favorite when you tried it
1: Oh, I had the idea. mango and it was and there was something else in there. I can't remember what it was right now, but it was it was the yes. green mango. It was the green mango and um, it was oh my gosh, it was delicious. It was, yeah.
0: it, it was, you know, it's messy to eat, but oh, it was. And yeah. remember, remember the coffee? Yeah. Remember don't, the coffee that it. we had? Uh,
1: we, uh, well, one? The, the one where
0: everything <laughs> was stuck on the ceiling, that little cafe. Yes. Oh.
1: Yes, that was fabulous. That was fabulous. I actually have a picture of me behind the camera <laughs> there. I was taking a picture. It was really cool. I was taking a picture of some of the artwork mm-hmm. that they had done. And um, I was looking at it, and I'm taking the picture and the lady comes along again, the woman that's there, she comes along and she like takes my camera and she's like, here you go, you go and she puts me behind the camera and she's taking pictures of it, everything I think was she really was cool. hiring you. Yeah. She was
0: like, No 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 you stay now. Stay. You're so some... <laughs> like, like
1: you're yeah you're you're like not new supposed barista. to go. I, I'm being
0: serious. <laughs> Actually it wasn't a photo op. You're hired yeah.
1: uh, well, yeah, i right. I probably make an actually better bartender than Barista. I, bar-
0: I bar- mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I always wonders never cease. i I always, I, I've, I've said in a previous podcast, you are the most intelligent people I know. Um, well, Barista, <laughs> the bartender, takes a lot of talent to begin with, so there, there's that. Uh, you know, and, and even the artwork. Since we're talking about that it wasn't just the people, it's the expression, right? When we mm-hmm. were in, in that area yeah, of Community Absolutely. 13, you saw graffiti street mm-hmm. art, we saw music, mm-hmm. we saw art, you know, just actual canvas art, we saw food, yeah, Anything. dancing, exp- everything was about expression. Mm-hmm. How much of mm-hmm. that is, do you think, due to the, the, the glue that you were saying earlier that, that's holding that community together? How much of that is, is in no. that is, 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 yeah. is in what the, the power of what women have been doing in that community?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because they've obviously been given the confidence that they can. Oh, that's a good one.
0: You know, and I, what um, do you mean by that? Tell tell me more of what that, what that means.
1: Well, I think that, you know, again, I was struck by I mean, we did see a very famous graffiti artist that was a guy that was mm-hmm. in the cafe We were there. But the, the one we saw a woman that was actively working on a piece on a big mural, um, the woman that owned the shop that we went into, the couple of women that were in the shop that were the artists. And they obviously, by the way, they dressed in um, you know, their tattoos and piercings and hair color and all that feel very confident in expressing themselves and through their artwork and so that came from somewhere you know that didn't you know i mean yeah some people we all have our dna some are born more confident than others but that had to have been nurtured and they had to have been told along the line yeah this is great go for it you know this is this is who you are this is what you love
0: do it you know, it's funny, as we are saying, the word confidence kept just jumping in my mind. But I, I, I know better than to stop somebody who's intelligent from talking. I knew better. I knew I had to just wait because something pretty profound was going to come out. And sure enough, it did. Uh, well, you've been married uh, a long time for a reason. That's right. To keep that's right. To that, right. Well, for my, my, I'm the best husband because I'm actually never home. I'm always traveling. So when I am home, I, I'm present. But when I'm not home, my wife goes, oh, he's gone. Thank God. So,
1: well, I'm going to I'm going to leave my husband will listen to this podcast. My wife will
0: hear this one, too, and she's going to say so he's right. (laughs) It's absolutely true. You know, the confidence part is there. And and you, you again, you mentioned something really profound. It's something that was nurtured. It wasn't, yeah, we all have this natural ability. It's why you and I are on this podcast right now. We both have this natural confidence and, and, and a comfort with each other and in front of a live audience, in front of, a, you know, in front of any kind of situation. There's There's an inherent confidence and we all have it in different situations. But the key word you mentioned there is nurtured. What did you mean by that? You know, and, and and you know, did you mean that it was passed on by generation? Did you mean that it was taught? What did you mean by nurtured?
1: Well, I think that, um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to mean like from infancy. I think we often think of nurturing something from, you know, mm-hmm. birth, but it could be at any time in somebody's life that um, that you're encouraged and that even when you fail that you try it and try it again and i'm sure that all the people that do the beautiful art in those communities didn't just wake up one day grab a spray paint can or a a can of paint and a brush and walk out there and paint something beautiful and fantastic you know it
0: started i I, I mean i did except for the beautiful part
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well remember we did have that day we had our own painting experience which was in cartagena But, um, but yeah, like if I didn't think it was hard before I knew it was after that. So, um, so I think that that nurturing is, you know, is, it's a special way that people get nurtured through whatever it is, um, in life. And I, I just felt that I felt that everywhere. I really did. You know, I mean, I asked one of the guides on the. Uh, in the van when we were going someplace about mm-hmm. his tattoos uh, there were a lot of names um that were obvious and so i asked him about the meaning of those and you know they were all associated with people that had meaning in his life that had really had raised him or were sisters or you know something so i think that that's all part of that nurturing process yeah
0: and, and i think you, you you know it's funny because that's something that's come that's come up before as well you know um I, I tend to believe, and this is from my own family experience, I tend to believe that when there is any kind of nurture, because I agree with you fully, and, and I think this is why we enjoy traveling together, that when there's this nurtured confidence, nurtured any kind of personality trait, right? So whether it's a nurtured confidence, whether it's a, 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 you know, a, a maternal instinct or any kind of protective instinct that's nurtured, it comes from a place of either hardship or a place of pain or a place of you know, or, or, or a place of challenge. But it all is tied together with perseverance. And, um, you know, the, yeah. the fact, and, and, and it was evident, right? I mean, when anybody goes to these little, these little communities, like Community 13, you can yeah. see that everybody here has been through a lot. You can see it on their face, you can yeah. see it in their, in their tattoos, you can see it in their expression, you could see that they're painting mm-hmm. you a story of perseverance. Um, and it's hard mm-hmm. to believe that this is a place that just 20 years ago had tanks rolling up on it, um, you know, yeah. and, and before yeah. that had, you know, an obvious violent past before that as well. And yet here, the, here they right. are. I mean, and I remember yeah. I, I keep I come back to the school. Um, you know, we, we, we visited the AMI mm-hmm. school. It's a, one that I visited before and one that I'm so grateful you get to join. You got to join us with because you met Senora Socora and and you got to see that she is probably the the person that that exemplifies what you're talking about wouldn't you say absolutely when you when you met her did did you guys you have a chance to talk to her
1: a little bit but i didn't need to i mean i I don't mean and i don't mean i don't mean that in a rude way like oh i didn't want to talk to her i mean you just knew from her presence in the room. From the way she was revered by the younger people in the room, men or women, um, the children that she was teaching, the love, the, I mean, you could just tell that at all that she was the glue in that, or is, is the glue in that situation. And the ironic thing about it is she probably, or not probably, Mm. I'm sure gets every bit as much or more out of every day that she spends there with those children and helping the families and the community. And that's why she's still doing it
0: and why she's so there. So everybody who's watching right now, this is where I just proved my point earlier about how smart Robin is. Because everything she just <laughs> said is exactly what happened. And I actually, I had to talk to Senora Sokora to get these answers. She knew it in the room. And, and I got the same answers <laughs> talking to her and it was, you've nailed it. She was revered by everybody because of what she's been through. What she persevered through, what she does for the yeah. community, and what she stands for, what she resembles, and mm-hmm. and, and, and what she mm-hmm. exemplifies, and then when you go forward, yeah. you start hearing her talk. She's very quiet, unlike you or I. Mm-hmm. She's very <laughs> yeah, I just, no, we're not guilty she's of she's <laughs> Very quiet. She says few words. Yeah. And I remember when we showed up, I had gone up to her, and and this goes back to your comment about glue. And, you know, I said to her, I said, I made you a promise. And I said, you know, the hundred the shoes, the hundred pairs of shoes we were delivering. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, we we made you a promise. And I made you a promise, you know, when I saw you uh, back in in the previous year. And she just stopped and she just said very quietly in Spanish, I don't know where you all came from. Uh, That's all she said. (laughs) And and then I Uh said, "Uh, well, you know, we love you and, and I love you. And she said we love you more and I love you the most. It's yeah, three yeah. sentences, right? Four sentences. Yeah, And she was able to deliver a message that would probably take me a half an hour of stumbling to get to. And she did it in three right. sentences eloquently. Right. She did it succinctly. Yes. And she did it in a way yes. that just grabs you and, and just what you said, gravitates you towards her to say, this is a person I want in my life. This is a person i i want to be near because the energy she gives off um is that exactly yeah and she is that kind of what you notice
1: very accurate and she exudes all of that without even trying because that's who she is and that's what makes the difference and those are the kind of people that have made that community into what it is and um yeah i just found it just incredible because you know there's a lot of big cities around the world that have amazing right. graffiti that have all kinds of communities and stuff but i have never had that like palpable right. feeling of just that kind of everybody's like looking out for everybody and so oh you know everybody really i never i never felt for a yeah. second in any um threatened in any way or like um you know, there was anything unsafe about the situation. And that's the comment that I get the most. And I know Mm -hmm. you do too. When we talk about Colombia and going there, people are like, Oh, that's why would you go there? That's not safe. (laughs) And, and I, and I get that because, you know, one, we've talked about it before, you know, Narcos is not doing us any favors. It's great. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's great television and it's entertaining, but it's not, Helping Colombia Columbia right now. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, they have an ugly past. I mean, it's, but it makes them who they are now as well. And none of us get to change that past. All we can do is use it to go forward
0: and do better and make things better. And they are doing that in Yeah, You you can't hide your stripes, right? I mean, you are what you are. And I think that's the thing. You right. know, it took the country a long time as a whole to come to terms with what the past was. And I don't mean by coming to terms yep. with accepting it. I mean more so being comfortable talking about it without having any kind exactly. of a, a, a polarizing debate. Uh, you know, and, and, and just as you said, when you're in that community, it is, it's just very much that. Like, that community re- literally represents what the whole country has come through. Uh, it, it delivers a message, and and, yeah. and the words that she uses, and the words of the people you meet that those yeah. young kids, uh, you know, you got these young yeah. kids who you know have been through a, a past that you know you wouldn't wish on any child, and and they're right. talking about you know who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, the fact that they have exactly. enough levity in their present moment, and, and just as you said earlier, again, proven to my users to to, to my listeners that you actually are are <laughs> are, are really astute to this. Uh, you know, she has figured out, and what you said about what Senor Sakura, she is is passing it on to, to the kids. So it's it's being it's it, you know it, yeah. it's being nurtured to them, to to be present and to make the most of every single day. These children yeah. have no motivation to talk about LeBron James right. or Michael Jordan as idols, but they do. Yeah, they have yeah. no motivation yeah. to 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 say thank you for the sneakers. They could just as easily feel like they're entitled to it because of their past and, and, and say that because exactly. of what I've been through, you should be giving me these sneakers. Yet you saw they were so grateful. Two or three days later, we're still getting photos of these of these, yes. these kids, of, of, of getting these sneakers, coming in from different communities and picking yeah. up these sneakers because of what it represented. And, and I think that's something that we as a global society are still struggling with. You know, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. these polarizing yeah. debates about everything from politics to religion and everything in between. And at one point, somebody has to stop and say, is this really the most important thing we should be talking about? Right? I right. Mean,
1: no, that's, that's exactly right. And I think that by, you know, I think that you all are smart what? to put these trips together. S- yes, smart. <laughs> I said it, you're smart. But I did okay, say fine. you all. <laughs> so there was like other people.
0: <laughs> So you're saying there's a chance.
1: Yeah. I think you had something to do with it. Um, that, you know, to take advisors to these places and let us see for ourselves, uh, that e- exactly what it's like and to have these feelings. So then we can talk to our, our clients, um, about these experiences. And when we know we've got the right client for the right place, putting it all together, and then that, you know, then you get that ripple effect and it starts to, you know, starts to grow. And we've talked on my podcast about how tourism is for a lot of places sustainability they're very yeah. intertwined they don't get the sustainability without the tourists coming in That's without
0: right. the tourist dollars and and so forth well and, and you know you've mentioned some really important points there because it, it is it's everything you said you know it, it's the fact that that it represents something powerful um, you know you're a world traveler you've been everywhere around the world When you talk about this, I mean, you obviously you've proven to everybody you what I've known all along how observant you are because you're usually well. You're not the quietest in the room, and I'm usually the loudest in the room. You're kind of in the middle, so. (laughs) Oh,
1: that's nice. That's
0: that's I'm telling you. (laughs) But you are still observant, so you will be having a conversation. But it's like you have eyes in the back of your head. You'll actually start looking around without actually looking mm. around. Um, you know, it, it's. I have two children. I, I have two sons. True. So you know that that comes with the mother car
1: or with the motherhood card. You have see, to have.
0: See, eyes so in the you have got two head. sons who know that mom is the best. I've got a son and a daughter. The son knows mom's the best. The daughter thinks she's the best. Yep. So notice how yep. in neither yep. one of those, in neither one of those equations, was I anywhere near the top. Uh, so,
1: yeah, well, it's it's that's probably it's a good thing that you understand. I have fully accepted
0: it. I have no problem <laughs> accepting it, but in your in your global travels, uh, and you've been you've been mm-hmm. to I mean, how many countries you've been to now? What's the, what's the number at?
1: Right? Gosh, I haven't really counted lately, to be honest with you. I.
0: It's a lot. I, know. I know it's a 50, lot. 50-ish, yeah. 50-ish
1: something or something in that neighborhood. Well, I mean, in
0: 50-ish places, there's got to be some broad strokes that you've picked up when it comes to yeah. women in society. Yeah. Anything, anything you can Most share about one. that?
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, how long do you have now? <laughs> All the time we need. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, I'll, let me take it back almost mm-hmm. to the beginning. Um, I My first real foray into international travel if you will I mean I'd done like the yeah. European tour as a college student and I had uh, the privilege of getting to travel with my family sure. when I was younger and all of that but I uh, moved and went to work in yeah. Japan when I was in my early 20s and I'm not gonna say exactly when that was but 1985 right Not 1995. <laughs> Uh, Uh, Closer to that, exactly. So anyway, but um, that's a society that's a very male-dominated society. And I came there uh, to help. I was working in a horse business at the time, thoroughbred horses. So I went to work. I worked a little while in Tokyo, and then I went up north and worked on a farm in Hokkaido, a thoroughbred breeding and training facility. And it was very apparent to me just how women were not revered, not, um, you know, they had their very definite functions and roles and they were not expected to ever step outside of those. And yeah, without going into a lot of detail, I didn't, (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) 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 So, uh, I did tell them what they asked Mm -hmm. me, you know, they were asking me to help them with, you didn't stop there though. Did you? Yeah. I kind of had a little trouble with the brakes. And that's, anyway, a, and that's a good so, thing, actually. Uh, 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 so, you know, and before that, I had been in Australia, and I had also worked a little bit in England and Ireland and France. This was all horse-related stuff. And, and the horse business, for many that don't know, um, in general, is a very male-dominated uh, mm-hmm. business. And it's it's changed a lot over the last 30 years. I have not been back to Japan recently. I haven't been back in mm-hmm. 20-some-odd years. But... um, but that, to me, was a really stark difference from how I had grown up and what I had been taught, and the way that I saw women being um, really, in general, at, at that time. And I know I didn't sure. see every woman in Japan. I'm not trying to, you know, cast a, a sure. broad brush here, but were um, almost subservient, you know, in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it was so different. Right. For me it was just a very like i said stark contrast so i've seen that i've been to africa i've been to kenya um seen you know the how women in general in a lot of not in general let me take that back um how women are treated differently depending on depending on what sort of situation they're in, if they're in a tribe where there are women that are, you have men that have multiple wives, or if they are in Christian families that are, you know, one man, one woman, if they live yeah. in Nairobi in the middle of the city. Um, you
0: know, so it's it's very, you, everywhere you go, it's a little well, different. I, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, I'm originally from Kenya and I saw it firsthand. And it's also, the tribe part is really key because even from an Indian background, it's the same thing exists. You know, in terms of it, mm-hmm. and then and, and, and that's what makes it so special in terms of what's happening in Camino 13 because it's almost like that one area as a microcosm of of the global footprint, yeah. right, of, of the global movement and, and everything that we're discussing, it's happening in real time and it's been happening in real time. Right. And it's almost like that's become right. the baseline for us to say if we want to find out how we get the answer. Let's just go here. If we mm-hmm. want to find out as a global society yeah. how we get to a point where women are treated like equals, where women are the, the respected for what they are, you know, the, in terms of being the, the, the one that nurtures down the most powerful lessons, the glue that holds the society together, the, the, really the people that are the true leaders, if we, if we want to get yeah. to a place where we accept that. Let's just visit Camino Thirteen and see what's happening in this right. one little area, which represent you know one one millionth of a fraction of what of what the world mm-hmm. is. Yet it is already right now executing what we all yeah. aspire to yeah. tr- to achieve in larger society. Um, you know, absolutely. What what yeah. else in your global in your global travels? Um, you know, was there any any place in particular that you went to and just said? This particular in a small community, a small town, said these guys are getting it right. Meaning, did you feel the way you felt the Camino Thirteen anywhere else in the world that you've traveled to?
1: Loaded question, um, I know. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I think that in in some places in Kenya, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, I have uh, because they're those tiny little communities that are really strongly knit and um, you know and you by our standards have nothing Uh, and you do see the women are again just they're the the glue of of those communities as well and I think that would really be the closest place that, that was similar. And I actually came back from Colombia this last time and somebody said, what do you love so much about it? And I said, I see a lot of similarities in the people between Kenya and mm-hmm. in Colombia. I said, I think that that's,
0: I just, I feel I I, I couldn't agree with you so, more. I mean, I, you know, I, I was in a, a, giving a talk recently and somebody asked me about my heritage and I, and I remember I couldn't believe I said it. I said, look, I love everywhere I visit to." Um, you know, my, my, my heritage is in Kenya, it's in India. My heart's in several places, you know, whether it's in mm-hmm. Peru, whether it's in Tanzania, whether it's in Egypt, there, there's something there. And we're going to come to Egypt in a second because I definitely yeah. have a heart for Egypt as well. There's just something about mm-hmm. what's happening in Community 13. Again, back to what we were saying earlier about how the fact that this little community represents the movement that we're trying to achieve in other parts of the world in a small area. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, exactly. So you and I are going to be traveling together in November. We're going to be heading to yes. Egypt together, and that's actually something really powerful because tourism is again here a driver for women in in Egypt as well. Um, yeah. Any 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 preconceived notions or anything that any conclusions you've already formed before we go that you want to share?
1: Well. I try really hard not to, to be honest with you. I try not to listen to the noise, not to listen to the news. Good um, for you. <laughs> I, don't do, I, I don't do a lot of preparation uh, because I want to go into it with my mind open. I mean, you know, you hear things about, you know, some people comment on, oh, mm-hmm. it's dirty. You know or and by our standards you know sure. streets aren't clean or whatever that kind of stuff i'm not talking about i'm talking about more the culture and the people and i mean i'm absolutely obviously over the moon to see all the the pyramids the the tombs the you know going to all these places that i've seen pictures of and you know dreamed of for so long i'm excited about that but as yes. you know when we're talking about it, is meeting the people is to me one of the most exciting parts of travel and because it teaches me and i think helps me to show and speak to the fact that we are all really the same i don't care where you go i mean whether you're in japan or australia or europe or africa Colombia, south america you know whatever you know we're just you know you peel that skin off and it's all the same underneath That's right. right. (laughs) You know, um, and, you know, everybody's, you know, has the same capacity for loving one another, for respecting one another, for building each other up. And uh, I love seeing that Um, when you get And I think when you get out of the United States, sometimes you actually see more of that in the in the places where people have less. You see more.
0: You know, I think, again, as usual, I think you've nailed it. Because you know you, you, what we saw in Colombia, and, and just having been going to Egypt since I was fifteen years old, and been excited to show you as well, that same that same movement we saw in community thirteen is happening in places like Zemalek. It's happening in small towns or small suburbs of Cairo. It's happening in some of the some of the areas around with the Bedouins near near uh, near Mount Sinai for example, it's, it's starting to happen where you start seeing these conversations. And it wasn't always that way. And I think that's, you know, right. I think there there are several places and, and Kenya, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's definitely these communities where the women are are the same way. They are revered for what they are more than just their function in society. They are revered for the revered for their contribution. And, it, and I call it, I would call it their, their invisible contribution, because what's being, what's being put out to society by them is not something all of us see. It's not about building something, creating something. You can't see nurturing. You can't see adhesion. Right. You cannot see fortitude. You know, you, yeah. you can feel it. And I, and I think there, there are places in this world, and I, and I believe Egypt is one of them. I believe Colombia, obviously, is one of them. I believe parts of Kenya are one of them. And I, and I juxtapose that with, with places like Sudan, where my mom was born, where I used to visit there as a child, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mm-hmm. exist there. They're not there mm-hmm. yet. And so where I wanted yeah. to talk about next was societies that are not there yet, but you see, you know, there was that mm-hmm. phrase where there's a will, there's a way. There mm-hmm. have you been to any place where you just when you came back and said if only if, only if, you know, if they just did this, would, you know, was there and, and you have to name any specific any specific towns, but, yeah. but was there yeah. any experience.
1: Like oh that? yeah, sure, sure. But again, you you have to be a little careful of that because there's a natural progression okay. to these things. And like you've talked about it before, as far as, you know, governments that have mm-hmm. dictators and things. And we in the Western world like to sit there and go, oh, they have this horrible dictator and it's awful and the poor people. And yeah, there's a lot of that that's true, but also without that dictator in power, the anarchy that right. might ensue would just be, would ravage right. the country. So they might just not be ready yet. They might just not have gotten right. to that point right. in time. And I think that the the best things that we can do as a Western world is a lot of things that we are doing. You know, if we take medicine and um our knowledge about healthcare in if we take education in if we take you know love and you know love and learning and food and those are the places to start it's not by coming in and saying you got to get rid of this (laughs) dictator and you got to have this kind of government and you got it it's got to start from the ground up and so that even though there's places that you know we'd like to see further along than they are it's it's part of their story that's unfolding too. And I don't mean that to sound kind of like, Oh, it's all flowers and roses no. and you know, it's, it's not, it's horrible to go through. It's like what Columbia right. went through. Um, but, but it's look at them now they're blooming and blossoming and what's coming up out of that is it's, amazing. it's the perseverance
0: that we talked about, right? It's, it's, it's what we talked yeah. about earlier. The fact that all of this energy, and all of all of what we see in a place like Yemen thirteen, where women take a forefront and a central role in the progress, which is where where they mm-hmm. should be. I think you're right. It it, mm-hmm. it has to be happen organically. It can't be mandated. It can't be mandated because who are we right. to, to mandate it to another yeah. country? Right? We don't have right. it. we don't have it perfect here exactly. yeah. either. Uh, that's you know, exactly
1: right. Exactly right. And and that's what again, you all do so well. And that I feel like is part of my passion for what I do in work is working with people that want to go deeper when they travel. They want to go into the communities. They want to see and meet the people. It's not just about, okay, we're going to check that pyramid off our list. And yet we went to Luxor and we went and we saw this and we saw that. But to actually, let's let's head into the markets, let's go into that's somebody's right. home, let's go to that school in Columbia, let's, you know, those kind of things um, are, I think, where we in the travel business can really make a difference by opening those doors. And not everybody wants to do that, which is fine too, but those, those people that do like to travel right. that way, that's where I feel like we have a huge opportunity to, you know,
0: bust the gates open and say, Come on, yeah. you know? No, I think I think you're you're and you mentioned gates again. The, I, I love the subtlety there because we always talk about this glass ceiling. It's not. It's actually yeah. a gate. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. not about progressing up. You're already up. It's about progressing forward. And I know it's metaphorical. I know it's not, you know, we're talking semantics here, but it really is, again, you know, where I think we tend to, as a society, tend to get stuck in the weeds, is we start Mm -hmm. putting the things, you know, and everything's important, obviously, but we sometimes start, start to forget where the priorities are and that's where i think a place like amino 13 gets it right where medellin gets it right where as we'll see yeah. in a place like egypt and what you said in kenya there are certain places that get it right and and yes you said it earlier right yeah. not everybody is going to have that rosy picture there has to be hardship yeah. because this kind of nurturing this kind of perseverance this kind of adhesion that you're talking about has to come from a place of hardship i you know i i often hear this this phrase that you can't appreciate a paved road until you've been over a bumpy road, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you know. You, you ever been driving yeah. down a highway and you you get on the the, the the regular tarmac and and you feel like the grain of this, the 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 pavement. Then you got this brand new section of pavement. And you go, oh, that's nice. That's yeah. really that's really yeah. quiet. It's the yeah. Same same thing. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Right. Um, right. Right. No, it is.
1: It yeah. is very, very much. It's like, you know, you won't appreciate that bicycle very much until you've had to walk that's the same right. distance you just that's did right. on the bicycle.
0: Well, <laughs> it's, it's okay. So it's funny you say that because that's something that I noticed. I, you've noticed everything. It's something that I noticed, and I'm willing to bet you noticed this long before I did. Uh, but I noticed this, that, you know, the number of steps, you saw the number of steps that came in at 13, you know, and all of these, that yes. built up on hills, whether all the different communities are on Medellin. Yes. The number of steps you have to go yes. up. The fact that these people will climb up these steps happily. That, that Tia yeah. that we met with the, ice, with, with the ice, right, with the flavored ice, her, her mm-hmm. shop was probably three quarters of the way up. Um, you know, it wasn't yeah. like a place that you can just take supplies to and just drive a car up to. You actually had to yeah. carry everything up. And the fact that they're willing to do that, for nothing more than pride of mm-hmm. of belonging, pride of where they are, mm-hmm. a place that some of us would drive by and go, oh, that's that's actually you know it's 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 one of the poorest parts of Medellin, you know you know, and you associate that mm-hmm. saying, well, yeah, you know it's kind of a shanty town, you don't want to go there. When you look closer and go, no, it's actually one of the most expressive parts of the country, yes. and as we said earlier, it is it yes. is literally it is. Motion, progress in motion in a yeah. small little speck yeah. of, of 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 land compared to the whole world. It's like I, you know, it's that vision of of those movies, right, where you you take a picture of where you're standing and that zooms out to your state, to your country, to the world, and then turns out that your entire globe is like sitting in the locker of somebody else who's in a much bigger world, who's in a much yeah. bigger world, who's in a much <laughs> bigger world. Right. This is this right. small little area is doing what the rest of the world is still trying to do and what we've established is that there are other small places like community 13 whether it's in egypt whether it's in kenya that are doing the same thing and it's up to us as travelers you know industry aside it's up to us as world travelers people who want to see the world people who who take solace in the fact that travel is a form of education and as a form of uh enlightenment i guess um that we see this occurring Uh, you know, and and, it's powerful uh, in in terms of it. It is. Well, you know, I I can't thank you enough for for doing this and and, and I can't wait to travel with you in Egypt. And I would say that when you're back from Egypt, we should carry this conversation even then to see what you think of after you got back and to see if that same feeling you had in community 13 exists in a part of Cairo. It may or may not. Uh, but I can't wait yeah. to see what yeah. what you think. So, any 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 final words you want to share before we sign off? Now, I think we did a good job
1: covering it. And uh, no, I'd love to come back and do this again. And uh, always enjoy talking with you. And thank you, thank you for for having me on. And you know, it's just it's great to have kindred spirits that uh, in the world that want to see the same. Uh, people see have the same benefits from travel whether it be the people that are traveling to or the people that are
0: receiving guests. absolutely right now well said well thank you again for joining us thank you all of you for for listening as well uh can't wait to see you again next time robin i can't wait to travel with you as well yeah. so till next time <laughs> see you guys later thanks
1: thank you for listening to the sustainable voice if you have a success story of your own please reach out and share it with us Would love to hear from you. See you next time.